Governor, a podcast so terrible, you'll be begging Tim Buckley to bring back CAD, the animated series, to make the pain go away. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello Governor, the podcast. I'm Abdullah. And I'm Tom. And uh, we're just going to get right to it. Um, the Samurai Jack finale. Um, I just want to uh, warn everyone here, there are going to be spoilers and this is going to be a much more serious discussion. So there's yeah. not going to be a lot of jokes about this because I got a lot to say about this and I want to go into in depth with it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I, it's something I never thought would ever happen. I never yep. thought that, that the show would ever end or at least we would never have a, like a legit conclusion. But we did. And I understand, I understand that the, that the, <clears throat> <clears throat> I understand that uh I understand that it's a very polarizing episode and I'm not going to lie I I found it you know to be very polarizing as well and I'm just going to get this out of the way I did not love it or nor did I hate it I I'm very in, I I'm still very indifferent about the entire thing so I'm just going to get that out there Okay that's that's fair enough opinion I'm I didn't hate it I didn't love it I'm very indifferent. There were some things I liked, some things I didn't, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. I no. thought, I mean, I, I thought that I thought that. Um, I just want to make this clear before you talk. Um, I just want to make this clear. I I thought I needed more time about it, and I rewatched it. I, I think I rewatched this three times just just to, just to have it sink in with me, and uh, I still feel the same. My opinions uh, uh, on this podcast have not changed since since uh, since then. So, all my opinions on what I have to say about it is going to be final. So, with that out the way, you can you can talk now, Tom. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I thought it was a decent enough ending. Um, I thought I was going to get more, but again, I think no matter what what they're going to do, I think it just wasn't going to live up to to expectations. To be honest, but I think what they did with with how how little they had, um, I thought it was quite well done. I thought it had those nice moments. I thought the opening with everyone gathering, watching what Aku's about to say, I thought that was really well done. I thought the whole bit when everyone comes to Jack's rescue, I thought that was well done. I just feel that if it needed to be longer. You know, I know because my and this yeah. is my main gripe with the entire thing. This is my, this is the thing that bothered me the most personally, is that there's so much happening, but not enough time to process it. Like yeah. it just it just happens. It's like oh, it, these guys just suddenly find out where Aku is, and and they just start attacking, like yeah. they know immediately where he is now. I can understand the Scotsman, it makes sense, because we saw him in a previous episode attacking the Citadel, so he would know where it is. But I think, I, I, I kind of find it, I found it very hard to believe that all those other characters would know where the Citadel was. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was kind of a, you know, I, I know, minor nitpick, but again, so much happens in the span of like 22 minutes, it's impossible to keep up. Yeah. Because, uh, Again, it's very rushed. It really is. I mean, the battle was great. I I thought it was really great. Oh, it was really really well done. The, 
I mean, the callbacks and the homages and basically everything, everyone who comes to his rescue, pretty much everyone who'd been in the previous episode. And I thought it was a really good moment where everyone's like fighting side by side. And pretty much everyone's pretty much said, no, we've had enough of you, Haku. Piss off, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. And, yeah. but my problem is it's just so much to take in. And if you're someone who yeah, has not, yeah. and if you're some, look, here's the biggest problem. If you're someone who has not been watching the show, like if you, if you didn't do a rewatch of the show before watching season five, you're going to be lost because because uh, there is no introduction yeah. to any of these characters. No, and even then, it's like you get a slight moment with each character in that one episode and when everyone's going around, and that's about it. Um, a lot of these characters, um, you don't even see or they don't even reference who they are. The, the problem is, is basically... If you're new coming to the show and you just jumped onto this season just to see what all the hype and everyone's talking about, you're going to be completely lost. But if you're a long-time serving fan, I mean a very long-time serving fan, because the last time we had the final we, season four was on television was back in 04, wasn't it? Yeah. And if you didn't watch the show run, you're going to be lost. You are seriously going to be lost while watching this, you know? I mean, they do the jump good thing. They bring back 300 Spartans. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, they brought back the giant robots, which again was oh, that was, was was from another polarizing episode. <laughs> Come to yeah, think of it. yeah, and I just thought it it was a really cool moment to have all these characters basically come to Jack Rescue. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a very well deserved moment. Uh, but again, I think if they had extra ten to fifteen minutes for this episode in particular. I think it would have done a bit better. At least then you have more character time, you have more development. I'm not saying that the moments he did get were not were not good because there were some really good moments in this episode. I just feel that it it went by really really quick. That was the problem. Just the pacing was the main problem. But I think the overjoy of the episode was really good. I think if you've been waiting for this for God knows how long, I think it's a satisfying ending per se but it was rushed that was the main problem I just, it just the pacing was the main problem with it, which is such a shame you know i think to me the best part and i think you'll agree with me uh, about the entire fight was when scotsman showed up that was oh, that's fucking amazing. awesome come on <laughs> and just, yeah and pretty much when he introduced jack to all his daughters and he's like and then he pretty much says like now which one do you want and he's like no i've already uh, no, thank you. It's like, what? My girls are not good enough for you? And it's like, no, I met someone. Who? Uh, <laughs> Jack, I don't think she's your type, laddie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't care. That made up for it. I'm like, I don't care if they don't have any more time to talk to each other, but I'm like, okay, that's all I needed. <laughs> you know, that one interaction. I just love the fact where he's like, you're dead? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, for- I keep forgetting about that. It's like, well, but how are you? Celtic magic, lad. <laughs> love I mean, I really like like that moment. I thought it needed a little bit more of that, you know, those little moments. And... I know, because the reunion was really well done. The reunion yeah. between Jack and the Scotsman was really well done, but the problem is there aren't <laughs> there aren't that many other moments like that in the episode. And it kind of makes the thing feel hollow and, and towards the end, especially. Oh, God, towards the end, it was got really... That's when, when it really lost me towards the end. That's my biggest complaint. I will admit, I will say, 
when when Jack we're, we're actually basically finally does break Aku's spell and finally does regain her center. She's still got Aku power, and then Jack we're like, hang on a minute, she got Aku's powers. And that, Mega pause. Yeah, and that's and that's one of my biggest gripes with with the episode is like how easy it was for them to get back. Like, oh, she yeah. can just oh, she has his powers. Oh, she can just make time portal. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it one of those situations when if they didn't address that because Aku, they established Aku has that time power. You know, I know, but like it just a, it just comes yeah. to it just comes out of nowhere and yeah. And one of the things that really bothers me is like, why didn't Future Aku just follow them? You know, it's it's just. I understand like Aku is more evil than he is efficient, but I just don't understand why he didn't follow them, because it just seemed like out of out of character for him to just not follow them. Yeah, I think it just wasn't explained that well. That's my honest opinion. And again, I think they had more time; they would have done something like that. But I think I. I just think there's, um, it's just rushed in, in general places. Like, okay, we need to get the point A. Okay, we've got the point A. Now we get the point B. Okay, we have point B. We need to get the point C, you know? It's just, it just quickly, it's like you're on a tour and the tour guy's trying to rush you through everything because you know there's, she got like 10 more other tools to do throughout the day. Yeah, that's what it felt, it felt like. It's like, okay, this, we gotta get through the, the battle. We gotta get through, you know, Ashi's character arc. We got to get through, you know, Jack getting back to the past and killing Aku. We got to get through the wedding. And it's just like, slow down. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a lot to take in. It really is. And it just, it's disheartening because yeah. there's so much I, going on that there's no time to breathe. It's like, okay, slow down. Please slow down. Yeah. I think the only slow moment we had in the whole entire episode was the opening where everyone gathering around watching the TV and then, I gotta admit, I'm glad they did put the opening sequence in the in the final episode at least. You know, I mean, that kinda, was a nice touch. I think they kind of had to. <laughs> yeah, and I just love Aku basically just pop off the screen when it would just cut to to the montage bit, and um, he just says "not." <laughs> I don't know. That's a very laugh. I, because of that, I saw someone edit Aku face on Bull Rap for some weird reason. I don't know why they did that, but again, mm. <laughs> but. I, I, I just, I thought it was funny, it was funny as well. Aku's trying to say, well, I finally got what I want. I'm going to kill the samurai. He said, now how to do it? And he can't pick how he wants to do it. And he thought, okay, I'm going to let my daughter do it instead. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the moment sort of thing, you know? I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of my thing. It's like, it just goes by way too fast. It's, it's just, and, and again, if you're, if you're someone who just watched, recently watched the show just to see what the, all the hype was about, you're going to be lost. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say this. I like the fact that Aku kind of got defeated by his own ego and his own arrogance. I like that was a thing. Because he did essentially got beaten because he was overconfident. Like, he realized, oh, I won. I can do what I want. And that's kind of what Aku character is. He's always overconfident. And he always th- thinks that... He's never going to lose. And then eventually when he do, does face the moment of, oh shit, I'm, I'm about to lose here. He doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. He just panics. I think that was handled okay, but I think that could have been explained a little bit better, you know? But that and was I my, think, I think the thing that really disappointed me the most is like we never really got 
the final fight between Jack and Aku. You know, when you really think about it, it's just Ashi, you know, fends him off. He spends most of the episode trying to look for her sword and fending and fighting her more than anyone else. And then when he returns to the past, he just kills Aku way too easily because he's weak. Yeah. So it's just, it's very disheartening because I wanted to see that fight so badly. I think everyone wanted to see that fight. I think that why everyone, I think that's why we needed that extra, you know, like 10 we, minutes. We needed just, that just give it- I, because I thought, okay, you know, they're going to do the fight. Because when he did that, um, when he does that, you know, uh, spike rain attack and when he defeats everyone with that, you know, spike rain attack that he does, I thought, okay, he's cleaned the house. Now it's time to Jack to kick his ass. But no, he, he's too busy fighting Ashi. And also, in the point that they were saying that Aku had his um, power, basically his rule over the past, present, and future, it would have been cool if he beat Aku in the future, then goes back to the past and beat Aku again. You know, it's sort of wrapped tight, everything to 100, you know, in full circle. Yeah, I know, and, it just, and that's what kind of pisses me off. It's like... Especially with ja- with Ashi's line in the last episode, in the previous episode, where she said, "We have to destroy Aku together," but they yeah. kinda didn't. No, I thought. I mean, I just thought it was all right. It, it's not a bad episode. I just thought it could have been better. But my expectation was when I went to see this episode, I was like, "It's not going to live up to the hype. It's not going to live up to anyone's expectations." And long if the episode is decent and I feel like it's a fulfilling episode without too many problems, um, that's my personal opinion on it. I think it's a well-deserved ending. And it, yes, I did have that moment after watching the end of it. I'm like, oh, okay, I wanted a bit more, but that will do, you know. I mean, like I said, I mean, as much as I, you know, as much as I, I, as much as I'm going to harp on this episode, I'm just going to say this. I'm happy that we actually got a conclusion to the story. Cause I think it's one of those shows that needed a conclusion. It's one of those shows that, um, got screwed over by the network pretty badly. And it kind of needed a, a conclusion because a lot of people wanted to know what would happen. And while it is not the conclusion I would personally want, it is still what we have, and it is, you know, better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, and I will say I did like the fact when he did go to back to the past and he did beat Aku, and they brought back all his mentors that trained him along his journey to actually beat Aku as a nice little thing at the wedding. I thought, okay, that's nice, you know. And then I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought and, that was well done, and I think. I, I mean, I thought the wedding scene, you know, was just padding. Like, I'm just going to call out, call it out. It was just padding. And while it's not necessarily a bad thing, I kind of would have liked more time to be spent on the the fight. I kind of would have liked to, to see more time spent on the fight than the actual wedding. Yeah. Especially, well, yeah, I, I especially, with, especially with the fact that you know how it's going to end. It's like, well, she killed Aku, I mean, Jack killed Aku, so Ashi should not exist. And I called that. I said yeah. she was going to disappear at some point because Jack pretty much created a time paradox. Yeah. And she did. Something was... Yeah, and it pretty much, she dies, disappears, 
um, non-existent. And then the whole episode, the end of the episode, felt like watching the opening with Jura's mask for some odd reason. <laughs> We've been walking through the woods. I mean, I kind of understand. I, I kind of like the fact that... Hello? Uh, um, yeah, I'm still here. Um, I kind of like the fact that, uh, the final, the final, uh, couple minutes, uh, are all silent because the, the, the series is well known for its visual style and it's known for telling stories, you know, uh, visually. And I kind of like the fact that the final couple of minutes are told silence. You know, t- told you know through visuals instead of you know dialogue, which is a real nice touch. Yeah, well, they did say it was going to be a bittersweet ending, and it kind of is if you actually did like the Oshi character a bit, you know. And Jack's like, well, he got what he wanted. He basically returned home and beat Aku, but after going on that last um, trip of the journey. He wanted a bit more. He wanted to be happy, you know. He wanted to be with Ashi, and now he never—he's never gonna have that. And that, you know, and I kind of—I kind of see that, especially considering the fact that he, he told her in the, in the previous episode he doesn't want her just to just be a memory, which, ironically enough, she just became at the end of the series, which is a very bittersweet ending, but. You know, I, again, I, I, I will give the season a lot of credit. It did, it did develop Jack's character a lot better than the previous seasons did. Cause one of my biggest gripes about the, the previous seasons was Jack's character was just there just be, just for the sake, just for the, just for the fact that he was just the main protagonist. And his character very, very rarely developed all that much in, 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 in the first four seasons. But with season five, I'm glad that they took the time and effort to to give him his own personal character arc and to have and to have a a character arc, you know, concluding, which I really like. Yeah, I think I think that that was the right, the smart choice. Yeah, I I mean I I I mean I thought there was some there was some good moments. I thought there were some bad moments. I just thought it's an okay. It's a it's 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 a satisfying ending. But something that could be a lot better, and that's how I feel about it. To be quite honest, I think I'm glad. It's, I'm glad we finally have an ending. But I felt it could have been a lot better. I yeah. think that they should have had. I think they should have had this episode be forty minutes long. Yeah, because then they would have had more time to, to, uh, to you know, work on you know, fleshing out, all wrapping up everything. But for what it is, it's a good it's a good finale to to a great series, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, overall, season five, while it does have its, I think to me, season five will always its its beginning is always the best part. I think because the the first three I said this before, like thir- the first three episodes of season five were just amazing. And then it kind of just fumbles and in, in towards the middle, but it has a very satisfying conclusion. So overall, it's a good it's a good season, but it doesn't like really live up to you know the hype as as it, as it were. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair enough um, fair enough thing to say about it. Yeah. So, uh 
that that's pretty much it <laughs> you know we're we're done we're done with our just samurai jack coverage we reviewed all the episodes in the season and uh yeah it's been a hell of a ride been a hell of a ride oh god yeah <laughs> well, i mean we we're not going to get a show like that again not for probably ever to be honest oh god no <laughs> cuz uh in that's because cause I, I want to like just get this out the way before we move on to, to, to the other topics. I think Jack is kind of a show that came out of nowhere, and I think it's a show that could have only existed towards the beginning of the 2000s. Because that was the time when... Because that was the time when there were... Animation was making its big shift from... um From... Towards more story-driven aspects... And we had moved on from digital, uh, from, uh, cell animation to digital animation. And, uh, the, the industry needed to know where, where it was gonna go from, from, uh, from there. And I kinda like the fact that Gendy experimented, you know, experimented with, with the show. And came back with something really different. Cause he was mostly known as the, the creator of Dexter's Laboratory at the time. And a lot of people expected like a comedy show from him, but they got they got a they got a mix of they got something completely different, and I like that. It it's there, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. I don't think I don't think you can find a show that comes close to being similar to Samurai Jack because it's a it's a Western show that uses the Eastern style of storytelling, <laughs> and. Uh, that's that's rare. That's really rare. And uh, I wish Gendy the best of luck on his future projects. And uh, you know, I'm happy that he that he finally concluded what he said, what he started all those years ago. Yeah, I think that you pretty much summed up uh, how I felt about it. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to his future work and stuff like that. I'm happy that he finally got around to finishing off um, his passion project was Samurai Jack. I'm glad that everyone enjoyed it and it a lot, it retrieved quite positive with most people out there. Um, some people will find the ending amazing. Some people will just find it satisfying like we do. But I think overall, you can not say about the ending. It's not a bad ending. It was it what we all we all wanted to see, and we were happy that E. Gendy made it. You know, we we're happy to see that there's a conclusion to this amazing show that always has deserved a conclusion because a show like this trying to get made today now, it probably will get to get cancelled off for the first two seasons straight away because animation the now day seemed to have gone back from story-driven shows now for, for kids and more into comical aspects. So we've sort of gone full circle now. Basically, we've gone from more comedian shows to story-driven shows, and we seem to be going back to more comedy-based shows. And I don't know if ever or anytime soon we're going to go back to story-driven shows for quite a long time now. I so think, I'm glad I, that I we think, got there. Yeah. I mean, in terms of kids' animation... No, I don't think that, I don't think no. that. But in terms of like adult animation, we're seeing yeah. that change now. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, we are totally. But I, I think when it comes to kids now, there's no way a, sh- a show like Samurai Jack will will run past today and be running as long as it is now. It's very very rare that something like Samurai Jack today in today's audience will work a hundred percent. I mean, there are. I mean, there are. 
I mean, yeah, there are still, like, story-driven <laughs> shows for kids, but the problem is none of them are, like, you know, none of them hit that hit that point that Jack did. Yeah, I mean, as much As much as I love Young Justice, it, I, I don't, I can't put it on the same level as Samurai Jack. I just can't, because Young Justice is a, is, a, is a more action-oriented show than it is a story-driven yeah. show, so... Yeah, yeah and, and the thing with Young Justice, it's, again, it's one of those shows that is a story-driven show, but action, like you said... But again, it sort of summed up what I was saying with, with the faith of story-driven shows. They don't work in nowadays society, unfortunately, unless you establish IP or if you can survive or something outside the cartoon itself. It won't fly in today's society. I don't know why. It just it's just how the industry is at the moment. Because that's the problem. It's like because yeah. It leads us to our, to our to our topic now, which is like the dumbing down of children's media. And, oh God! Oh. And we, I mean, oh. we got we got to talk about this because, quite honestly, yeah. it pisses me off that this thing even fucking exists. So, <laughs> someone out there, somewhere out there at Sony, said to themselves, "You know, you know what kids like? Kids like those emoji things, right? Yeah, they do." What if we made an entire fucking movie about them? What do you mean by that? I'm talking about an entire movie about emojis. You know the Popeye film got cancelled because of this film, this the fast track this film, right? Yep, and that was the project Gendy was working on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like almost as if it's like, oh my god, yeah, like. I just I just typed in YouTube now for the trailer and oh my god it's at 43,323 43, dislikes at the moment. Oh my what were they thinking seriously what acceptive for this to say okay let's say establish IP like Popeye and not do it and it's again a Gandhi project obviously get screwed over it, and it was a pa- it was a it was a passion project. Okay, let me let me let me let me let me set the story for you. Gendy oh Gendy did the the Hotel Transylvania movies under the condition that he would be wor- he would that Sony would give him money to do his passion project, and his passion project was Popeye. And if you don't know this, there's an obvious reference in the Samuel Jackson we just watched, and there was a, a homage to Popeye in it. And originally, you know, that was the deal. It's like Gendy was going to come on to do the second Transylvania. Because again, he said he would come back and do the second Hotel Transylvania movie if Sony gave him the right to do Popeye. And they said, okay, we will. And look it up. There is actual finished footage of the, of, of, uh, Popeye. And there is footage of Gendy talking about Popeye and the passion, pro- the passion project that he wanted to work on. But what happens? It looks that Popeye trailer does look fucking sweet. Like yeah. the thing did that did get made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but what happens? Sony fires Gendy and makes this instead. Oh boy, where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> and the oh, but but you're saying like, well, but isn't there a third Hotel Transylvania movie coming? Yeah. Gendy's contractually obligated to do that movie. But he can't make Popeye. So. Yeah. But, but I'll be fair to Sony. They did give him time off to work on Samurai Jack. So, you know, good on you for that. But, 
But at the end of the day, you still killed Popeye for this, so fuck you. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's... Oh my god, it it's like... If, if you haven't seen the test footage of it, the best way to describe the actual footage, it's pretty much... Imagine what they did with Transylvanian film, but they mixed it in with that Charlie Brown, that Peanuts movie that came out like last year or two years ago during time of this recording. It's like it's like 2D animation, but in 3D style, and it looks beautiful. And sure enough, they basically nipped it because they want to make the MLG movie. And I don't know why they thought it was a good idea. Maybe... It is mind-boggling. You, you wonder why Sony are hem- hemorrhaging money at the moment. Yeah, that's right. For those who are not in the known, Sony are hemorrhaging money big time. The only thing that's keeping them afloat, arguably, is the PlayStation. That's the only thing that's making them money. Everything else is bombing like hell. Their film division is in the shitter. Their music division not that good. Oh, God. Yeah, no, seriously. Their music division is diabolical. Look up their legal history with Sony Music. It is a nightmare over there. Their camera yeah, division I, I, is not exist. Oh, my God. I remember ba- back in, like, 2009 where they were going on, like, a copyright spree on YouTube, taking down every video that had Sony songs in them. They never recovered from that. Yeah. Yeah. They have never recovered from that. And... No one in the industry uses Sony Music because they have have a history of screwing people over. No one wants to use them. This is the reason why, for instance, when you speak to people, uh, I'm, I'm not dissing like indie people or people who go on competitions or stuff like that, but it's always Sony because Sony are desperate to get anyone under their label at the moment. That's how desperate the industry is. They accept anyone from the X Factor. Seriously, if you watch, if there's showing here in the UK, it's like America Idol in America, whatever it's called. Anyone who's Windows competition, they always get a, a music contract. And nine times out of ten, it's always, always with Sony. Because Sony are so desperate to get the next big thing. and But they have never been able to do it in the music industry. Every Sony are the butt of the joke of the music industry. And never mind, if you go outside of Sony, their camera division, like photography camera... Um, film cameras, non-existent. They, that, they don't... that died seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. They still make make stuff, but you don't hear about it. Their TV, um, TV division, non-existent. Let's, well, let's be mean, fair. I mean, yeah, they, they have tons of, tons of rights to shows, but they barely, you know, barely can... Barely can find networks to air those shows, so... <laughs> yeah. Their TV division, it's, like, non-existent, let's be fair. And their movie... Um, but let's get to the meat of the thing. Their ooh. fucking movie division. This is... This is this is where... This is, this is just horrifying, because... I'm just going to go back to this. I'm, I'm going to go back two years ago. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Let's bring that up. Let's bring that up because that is the perfect example of when Sony's movie division fucked up royally. That money, uh, if you look on paper, it looks like it's made money, but keep this in mind. It was made on a budget of 250 million 
Keep in mind, that's just the budget. They spent an extra 250 on advertising. So over 500 million was spent on Spider-Man. And what was the Amazing Spider-Man's first marching orders was? To keep it low and cheap. Make it cheap. Make it cost effective. Did it work? Kind of. What did they do in the next one? Throw money at it. Did it work? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I mean, let's not count the production troubles, the fact that the script was getting edited left and right, the fact that characters came into the movie and were cut out of the movie, forcing them to do reshoots. Oh, my God. It it was just one thing. It got so bad that Andrew fucking Garfield came out and said, yeah, the movie is a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he even he made the comment. Yeah, he got fired. Andrew Garfield got fired because he spoke up and said, "Yeah, the film wasn't good, and it wasn't the film I saw." Yeah, he got fired for it. And then what? Guys, what, what and, then, and then what does Sony do with the Spider-Man rights? Okay, you know, uh, let's have a fifty-fifty deal with Marvel. You can use Spider-Man, but not anyone else. That cool? Cool. So, like I said, they made the deal. Um, did it work out for them? Kind of. Why was the deal made? Because, because they're of a, fucking okay. desperate. <laughs> yeah, they're desperate. But I think at the same time, you it still makes me laugh that a shitty film that made no money whatsoever made this whole thing happen, which was the interview. Yeah. I guarantee... Yeah, if, yeah I yeah. mean, because... Oh my god, the, the whole hacking thing, and it's like, oh, was it Korea? Was it Korea? Big shocker. No, it wasn't Korea. Fuck off. Anyone who said it was Korea, just, no. <laughs> it was just a random, a, a piece of, ra- a, they were just random hackers who hacked into their databases, uploaded all those emails, you know, publicly, and, you know, then there was this whole thing about, oh man, North Korea's pissed off about the interview, when really North Korea did not give two shits about the fucking interview. Yeah, I know what I mean. I, so and then it, that and, movie and and, and 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 keep in mind that movie only had like limited theater, uh, a limited theater run, and then it went straight to fucking video. Yeah, pretty much everything went to shit over at Sony because of that film. I'm not saying that was the only cause to it. Oh, it probably didn't help. It, it probably didn't help Spider-Man make lost a lot of money, and then they were making bad, bad decisions afterwards and before it. And then they they had the bright idea to say, okay, you know what, we might be in the shitter right now, but uh, you know maybe we can. They had the bright idea to make a fucking Ghostbusters movie, and <laughs> oh no, no, no. Uh, that's probably one of the nails in the coffin as well. <laughs> that that killed them. That was the the thing that killed them dead. That was the thing yeah. that fucking killed them dead. Let's see. Let's let's have a marketing campaign that insults everyone. Because fuck having people to go see the movie, right? <laughs> Just insult them. Just insult them and call them sexist for not wanting to see your piece of shit movie. Awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, give me an idea. All together with all their movie losses. And this is an official article. You can look. You can look at the stock market. This as well, 
and there'd been thing to post about it. Sony Film Unit posts nine hundred and twenty million quadruple loss. So they've lost over nine hundred and sixty million USA dollars spent on films. You know what's better? What the funny thing is? What? They still want to do a Venom movie. <laughs> oh my god! Um, we get on that. In a, we get we get on that in a little bit, but oh my god, I do, I, I can't see where they're going at the moment. This MOG movie. If you haven't seen the trailer, to sum it up, at the end of the trailer itself, we have Patrick Stewart voicing a piece of shit talking about taking a number two. This man is a this man is a Shakespearean actor, by the way. Yeah, and you got him pretty much summing up the film at the end of the trailer. It's going to be a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> it, it, again, it, you, this I think this is going to be the equivalent of um, the MOG movie will be the equivalent of what um, Titan AD did to Fox's animation. Film production. Oh man, don't that movie killed Don Bluth's career? I know. I tell about it. It's that that's still a shame. But I, I will say this: Titan AD will be more enjoyable, and still will be more enjoyable than the than this film. I mean, at least the MOG I mean, movie. At, at least Titan AD Ooh. had a plot and actually tried something new and tried to tell a hard sci-fi story in animated form, which I'll give it credit for that. You know, at least it was something. <laughs> this, yeah. this is shit. This is. Yeah. It tries to be funny. There's a bunch of outrageous humor in it. And it's just like, they, what they, on earth are you doing? They even have everything go, stop, let's chill out Candy Crush. They chill yeah, out that... cre- Candy Crush. Let that fucking sink in. They stop the movie and chill out Candy Crush. I didn't know Candy Crush was still a thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, what are the kids into? Candy Crush, but that hasn't been popular for for ages. Who cares? You know, let's just give them a plug. Let's just chill out their fucking product. You know, maybe we'll get make some money off this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I think the only film wise I can think of that actually made them has actually made them somewhat money has been there and. Film-wise, has been some of their filming animation, to be honest, and that's unfortunate. It's again a live-action film, and for those who never read the Sony links, they had ideas of. Oh, oh I'm, I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. But I'm just going to list them off here. They wanted to make the films more female-oriented with strong female leads. Oh, Amy. Pascal. That's why <laughs> Amy Pascal rambling about about that made me yeah. laugh. Yeah, if you never read the email, she said that. That's the reason why we got all the all the Ghostbusters being female, and they were so sexist about it in the advertising and in the film. <laughs> oh, just, oops. just yeah. insult your audience, because fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to know about the Aunt May being a um, secret agent, yeah, that was real. That was in production at one point. There were talks about that. Um, also, as well, they were so desperate, they were thinking to cross over two of their franchises actually made of money in the past, and that's been the Jump the Jump Street films crossover with the Men in Black films. I shit you not, that was a thing, and it was going to happen. Don't know if it's still going to happen now, but they, was that very, very close, 
into actually being made. You know? That's that's never going to happen because Will Smith's Will Smith is no, no notoriously impossible to get to get a hold of, and they don't have the money to get him back. They don't even uh, have the money to get Ch- fucking Jonah Hill back. No, I mean, <clears throat> everything is just it, it, it's not it's not looking good for Sony. And now with should we just speak about about what's going on with Spider Man? I've been hearing this shit since 2007, by the way. Since 2007, I've been hearing them go, well, we're going to make a Venom movie. We're going to make a Venom movie. 2012 happens. We're still going to make a Venom movie, you guys. 2014 (laughs) happens. We're still going to make a Venom movie, you guys. And then then everyone's like, finally, they've stopped talking about it. Oh, well, guess what, guys? We're going to make the Venom film. Oh, Jesus Christ. we got a release date. Oh, no. we got Tom Hardy in the lead role. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a very underrated actor. But come on, dude. You're above oh. this. You're above oh. this. <laughs> I'm going to say it's official. I think Tom Hardy is fishing the new Nicolas Cage. He was set to accept any job. <laughs> How to get no, burned? Seriously. How to get burned? <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if I get criticized for it. But speaks like the man has offered services to. Okay, for those I don't know, in the UK with the BBC, but we have children network called CBBCs. He does bedtime stories, reading nursery stories <laughs> to children on TV for bedtime. <laughs> have you heard about this? No. No, seriously, look it up. It was the highest viewing thing on the CBC channel in years. I wonder why. Ooh, all those hot mums and everything, like young mothers basically turned in and basically want to see Tom Hardy talking about bedtime stories about the three little pigs. No, seriously, it's a pig. Look it up if you have never seen it. It's the, it's like the funniest thing ever. He even puts on a sexual tone voice. It as well, he knows. He knows the children are not going to be watching it. It's going to be the parents, the parents, the, the mothers that turn in and wanted to see Tom Hardy. Because let's be honest, to every woman out there, Tom Hardy is a sex god. Oh my saying. god, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best thing since um, Chris Walken reading the Three Little Pigs. But um, he accepts any job. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but Jesus Christ. I mean, oh I, my God, he looks like a homeless person. <laughs> he has that scruffy beard and flat cap. He looks, and he's in pajamas. Oh my God, he looks homeless. <laughs> oh my God. Those are wondering, the door was never heard. This is the first time door ever ever heard about this. So that's what I'm going to say. Honestly, no, I never told this, it. These are these are my legit reactions. Oh my god, I never, I never knew this existed until now. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not saying Tom Hardy done bad stuff as well. He's been doing other stuff on TV in the UK. He's done another show called um, Peaky Blinders at the moment. It's like about gangsters, and it, that that's a really good show. If you haven't seen that, watch Peaky Blinders. But like I said. He does anything. He does anything television-related. He does everything um, film-related. Please say, if you give him a job doing voice acting, I guarantee he will do it. You know? Oh, he is the new Nicholas Cage. Give him a job. Make it sure it's paid. He will do it. Because I was wondering, because, like, 
because he was in like Dark Knight and and Mad Max, and and at some point they were like, oh, he's gonna be the next big Hollywood star, and then he just vanished, and it's like, oh wow, I did not know that his career hit a slump like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like again, he. Oh mate, he's done. I mean, he he's one of these guys who just accept anything for work. He's a really good actor, and again, if you don't if you don't believe that, go and watch Revenant. <laughs> you know, uh, he won an Oscar for that role. He was in Bronson. Bronson was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Or the drop—that's another great thing he was in as well. But I digress. Um, Tom Hardy as Venom. Again, until I see something official, like a picture or trailer, they can talk about this much as they want. Because let's be honest, the internet essentially broke the internet news ring when this news got out. Until we see something official, like an image or a trailer, it's not going to happen. It's the same with like when they said, "Oh yeah, we got we re- we rebooting Hellboy," and everyone's like, "Oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to off the ground." Might be the same case with Venom, or you know, oh, Venom's probably. never it's never going to happen because, like I said, I've been hearing this shit since two thousand fucking seven. Yeah. They've been on this shit for fucking ten years now. I mean, even if they can get around to actually making the film, you, you know, by then they might, their film division might declare bankruptcy or, you know, it might just the disappear. Only, the only the thing, oh, mm. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose the Spider-Man rights at some point to Marvel. They're gonna, because no, no, because no, no fucking way are they going to still keep those rights. No I mean, I, way. I think it's going to be it's it's going to come down to the wire at the moment with with the, with Marvel Marvel and Disney are just playing the waiting game with Sony. They know they're going to mess up at some point, and they are going to come and swoop in and save that their their film division by paying for the Spider Man rights. I don't know how much for, but again, a, Amy Pascal went with if you. This back ages ago, but she did the news round. They say, "Oh yeah, we're not going to see a deal like this again." You know, you're not going to get any more Spider-Man films after the second one. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, because, because it's like, oh no, we're gonna not, we're not gonna do any more out of Homecoming two. Bitch, you don't even own the rights, and I'm. Gonna she be... doesn't even work with Sony anymore. I know, and she's still listed as a fucking producer. It's like what? <laughs> she's they will. She essentially, she doesn't work with Sony, but she's the late liaisons between Sony and Marvel, some bollocks like that. Again, this is the only reason why she's there. I think she's one of the few people like Avril Rod that their names need to be on the exclusive, their name need to be attached to the film in some sort of way or manner, you know? Yeah, and keep in mind, this woman went on and said Sony was sexist towards her, but she's still doing work for them. Ha <laughs> ha! Nice to see yeah. your pri- nice to see your priorities are you know well spent, lady. Again, Amy Pascal. Um, if you want to know why the female Ghostbusters film was made, you can just look at her. That's all I'm gonna have to say. Yeah, just fuck Sony. She, fuck Sony's she, she, movie di- division. She is one of the reasons why Sony's movie division is hemorrhaging money really, really badly. That that if no one can see that, you're blind. You're you're deathly blind and completely. Ignorant of the whole situation with Sony. But Tom, they showed a picture of Tom Hardy wearing a Venom t-shirt on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, they did show something official. Like, I don't know. That's almost like when back when Amazing Spider-Man 2 was being made, 
they had Andrew Garfield outside a comic book shop in a Spider-Man t-shirt holding an Avengers comic and pointing at it. That's not like like trying to do viral media stunt. Oh. Sony, Sony really think think we are fucking think people are that fucking stupid not to notice it. Seriously, yes, sure, you're gonna get a buzz, but again, no one remembers that whole stick with Andrew Garfield. I didn't, I knew about that because I was listening to someone else on a podcast that brought it up, and everyone else, all the co-hosts on that podcast, were like, "Oh, did that really happen? Yes, it did." And yes, and he's never worked in a superhero movie since. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it, it is it is frustrating to um, if you're a fan of this stuff because eventually it's like it's almost as if like all these um, film companies when it comes to their properties it's like a pissing contest contest saying oh we got this we got this we got that oh we're better than you we're better than you I think it's it's funny to say this when I think secretly I think Marvel's done Marvel and Disney's done a deal with Fox somewhere regarding some rights of some characters. I'm not saying which characters. No, I don't but think so. Again, we're getting a lot more characters that owned by Fox coming back to Marvel. I'm not talking talking about the about the big four. But <laughs> oh, we get that's another dead franchise right there. <laughs> yeah. But no, but what what I'm getting at, I'm saying that we're getting more minor characters and more obscure characters going back to Marvel. I don't know if because, they're on good terms. I, because, yeah. because basically because Fox sat on those rights for God knows how long and they expired and they did nothing with them. Yeah, it can be that. I don't know if they do deals. I don't know. But I think it is going to come to the point. I think Marvel will get the rights back to most of their property. X-Men. It's never going to happen. That's never going to happen unless Fox goes bankrupt somehow. I <laughs> know that's never going to no. happen. <laughs> well, to be fair, this, I I mean, as, as as shitty as they are, they at least know how to fucking make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's never going to happen. That's all we're going to say. But Fantastic Four, there's a possibility that can happen. We just have to wait until five years to find out if that's going to happen or not. Fucking rights. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, guys. We're totally going to make a Fantastic Four sequel. <laughs> totally. Have, have, have you seen the Fantastic Four stock shares for their film rights on the stock market? Jesus Christ. Yeah. There are more. Yeah, no one will donate film to that franchise. No one will. And to give you an idea of how bad it was, the only advertising they had for that movie was Denny's. That was the only. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. That that was Seriously? the only. No, I'm not kidding. That was the only company that would advertise that fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Oh, bloody hell! I'm not kidding. They had no other. They had no other promotion outside of Denny's. Yeah. Does just out of curiosity, does it make you feel bad? I still have not seen that film. I I haven't either, dude. <laughs> yeah. For good reasons. <laughs> For good reasons. That's all I'm gonna say. For good reasons. Um, but no, I, I mean, Venom film with Tom Hardy. Is it fair to me to say I can just see it being a poor man version of Alien? 
Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, I, a, I mean, it's, it's a Venom version of Tom Hardy, but it has to be done on a budget, guys, because we don't have the money for all that shit. <laughs> they don't have the budget for anything. Let's be blunt. Oh, Sony, 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 Sony. When will you ever learn? <laughs> well, like I said, I, I think they should cut them. Personally, I think... Sony should cut their losses with the film division. Yeah, just get rid of it. To be quite honest, there it's, yeah. it's not making them any more money. I mean, just to cut their losses with it. Just move on to something new, and you know, just just do something which people want to see. You know, I mean, just make I mean, just just focus on the fucking PlayStation for God's sakes. That's the only thing that's making you money. Yeah. No, move move away from the film division. It's hemorrhaging you money, and it's actually kind of sad when you have to take money out of the game division to keep the film division afloat. You know, which is just bullshit. Yeah. It's like, so it's like yeah, mm. it's 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 you have the number one console in the world right now, which is the PS4, and. That you just don't have a lot of exclusive games for it because you keep stealing money for it to make the fucking movies. Yeah, but again, I, I mean, I, I'm literally just sitting here and like me and my mate were speaking about this. It's gonna make you laugh because you know Sony still got the film rights to make of Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? Oh god, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. All I'm gonna say, how bad would it be? That the film division, the film Sonic the Hedgehog is the final film they release and it kills the fucking, the fucking film, Sony film division. I doubt that, cause I'm pretty sure the fucking emoji movie's gonna kill them dead in the water. Before, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I, I, I don't know. Again, they still got, was it, I think it's coming out next, was it next year, December, they still got that, um, untitled animated Spider-Man film as well, that's meant to be coming out. Good luck with that. You don't have the money to to make a fucking video game about Spider-Man. What makes you think you can make a fucking animated movie? That's the reason why they're getting Insomniac to do it. I know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have the money to make your own goddamn Spider-Man game, okay? Shut up. <laughs> That's the reason why they're getting a good studio to make it. <laughs> By the way, guys, I still want a fucking release date for that, because I want to play that. That looks awesome. Yeah... They, they keep saying it's going to come out this year, but I'm like, if it does, it's probably going to be in December or November time. But I'm pretty sure it's going to come out February 2018. You think it's going to be after Christmas? Yeah, probably. Eh, okay, we we'll wait and see. <laughs> we we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of Sonic... <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about... Yeah, God. Right, to give you guys an idea, when we did the recording for the last podcast... I strokely said to a dude that, you know what's going to happen, mate. We just stopped recording. Something big going to happen, and we're going to completely miss the boat on it. We did. A day after we recorded the episode, Sega released a new trailer for Sonic Forces. And for those who don't know, everyone's on the internet, Sonic-related, been talking about, who's this new character? Oh, my God. Is it Bubsy? Is it a, a newer version of Sonic? Oh, is it a... Fox character, is it with the... No, it was none of those. Guys, 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 guys. 
Cold Steel is now canon. Yeah. Original <laughs> the character, don't steal. And for those of you who don't know, the new feature in Sonic Forces is you can create your own Sonic character. With your own powers, your own abilities, different races, different vo- Oh my god, DeviantArt literally blew its load on that day. <laughs> I still don't know what to feel about it. I saw it and I'm just like... Seriously, Sega? Now, of all the things you say you're going to do, innovated. You do a customizable character feature. Out. All the choices. Okay, okay, right. I, I summed this up perfectly back a while ago when I was speaking to my mate about it, about the Sonic games. Right. Sonic Mania is what we wanted. Sonic Forces is what say what Sega think we need. <laughs> Guys, it's not that hard. People just want, so- you know, a Sonic game that's a throwback to to the retro series, which is what Sonic Mania is. We don't want this gimmicky bullshit. <laughs> Again, I, I don't mind about it being apocalyptic. I don't give a fuck that it's basically it, it, even though it's apocalyptic we still got bright visual colors and we, oh, got, we still got fucking green hill zone cuz fuck don't. you <laughs> seriously that's that's literally going to become a running joke you remember the running joke when it, where you had every single character say long time no see essentially the green hill zone is the new joke <laughs> i feel like i've been here before no really no 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 really really <laughs> really oh, no. <laughs> Guys, it was cool when you did it in Sonic Adventure 2 back then, even though the level, that level was complete up to horseshit. Now it's just getting old. <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've seen it. We're tired of it. We don't want to see it anymore. We don't want to see Green Hillstone anymore. We, even Sonic Mania's doing it. They got a recreation of Green Hillstone in there. We're tired of seeing Green Hillstone. Do something original. Um, but, it, seriously, it's almost as if Sega's like, okay, we do, we're going to take two steps forward, but then we're going to do four steps backwards. It's like, what are you guys doing? You do, you take two steps forward, one step back, you shoot yourself in the foot constantly. It's like, okay, here you go, we'll give you something like Chris Whitehead making his own original game. Yay. Oh, wait, there's Green Hill Zone. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, here's Sonic Forces. Okay, that's not, okay, here's original characters. What are you doing, Sega? Seriously. It, it, this probably explains why you've done a deal with WWE at the moment to make their mobile games. And now, and, and Sony came out after when they said this, they go, yeah, we want emphasis on the more classic titles. And I'm like, okay, let's have a look at this. Sonic the Hedgehog, you do make that already. Jet Set Radio, that's cool. Crazy Taxi, okay. You know, it's like, what are you guys doing? I'd it's love, almost. I'd love oh. a new Crazy Taxi. That's a great franchise that never got Oh, yeah. Yep, Street to Rage, and that's the fourth one. That's the one I forgot. Oh, God, that's a nightmare. That is a nightmare. Because with the the rights and whatnot, and they're like, oh, no, we're totally going to make Streets of Rage, guys. We're totally going to make one. No, you're not. You remember when when I said that that fan game that got cancelled last year? You remember we were talking about this. I said, yeah, that got cancelled. They've probably got a Street of Rage game in their works. And you're like, eh. <laughs> I, they do. They fucking do. That's why the reason why it got cancelled. I know. 
it happened. That's what we're gonna say. Fucking I, happened. I know, and it's and, <laughs> and and like and like most Sega releases, it's gonna be like a limited release, and it's gonna and it's not gonna be promoted at all because it's not Sonic, and it'll just fly under the radar. Yeah, just like Knights, just like Yakuza. Uh, Yakuza. Oh, Jesus Christ, that Yakuza serial game was fucking awesome. That's all I'm going to say right now. But Jesus Christ, that game is awesome. But anyway, um, it is just a hodgepodge with Sega at the moment. Again, it's almost if it's like, I really was wishing that reboot, that rumor that reboot was going to happen now. I think what, what they originally wanted to do and and you you can agree with me on this. They originally wanted Sonic Boom to to take to to re to be a soft reboot of the series. Yeah. But then Sonic Rise of Sonic Boom Rise of Linux came out, and that killed that that franchise's hopes. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> Sonic Rise of Lyric killed more jobs than um, the Bioware handheld game. Of Sonic the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> I'm not Joe. Well, yeah, pretty much exactly the same deal. That's all I'm going to say and on then, that. And, and then now, and then you have the TV show, which is most likely going to get canceled after two seasons, which sucks because it's so great. But because now it's going to get canceled because Sega wants to wipe their hands clean of Sonic Boom, which sucks because the TV show is great. Yeah, it's for, for those who never seen TV shows. Seriously, they're so ref, referential. It's like, have you seen the most re, one of the more recent episodes when Amy was talking about fan art? Oh God, <laughs> it was amazing. She's basically it's like, oh, I, I love, I love fan art. She's still talking about saying, oh yeah, I love fan art. It's amazing. And then Sonic basically butts in saying, yeah, I don't like searching up fan art for myself. They're normally, especially the creepy ones. <laughs> And I'm like, perfect. That self, that show is self reference amazingly well. That's what we're gonna say. That's the reason why that that's one of the core humors of it. Um I love the fact that they had a villain named Dreamcaster and he had the Dreamcast yeah, logo for eyes. Yeah. That show is amazing for those who've never seen it. Seriously. It if you love Sonic the Hedgehog, that sh- that that is the show that pretty much proven that they do love and care about the franchise and even take the piss out of themselves. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the series hasn't been great until they went to, when they went to 3D. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I love that joke. And also, peace out. They they took the piss out. Of Chris was it? Chris Chan was yep. it? Seriously. <laughs> Amazing! It is such a good show, and um, that's such a good show. The shame that it's going to get killed off after the second season. It is a shame that that's going to be the case. Because, um, because basically, what happened was for those that don't know, Sega wanted to do a new franchise with Sonic Boom, but they fucked it up royally. They didn't tell Archie what they wanted the comic to be. The game bombed, and the TV show didn't do well in the ratings. So it's pretty much dead. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> and now, and, no, now I, and now they're like, "Hey, guys, you know." Because here's the thing with Sonic Forces: it does. I mean, I do agree with you. It does feel like a game that's designed by committee instead of the fans. Yeah, it's a committee game. That's pretty much what it is. Like, Sonic Mania is designed by fans that know what fans want. 
Sonic Forces is literally made by the committee on what they think the fans want. We don't, again, this is not a 2K game. We don't want to create our own character. We just want to play a Sonic game that is good. That's so much to ask for. Without any gimmicks, without any stupid gimmicks, without anything really bad, we just want something that's fun, something that's playable, (laughs) yes, of course, and also something that doesn't have a camera that would basically whack you over the head 10,000 10, times, you know, and something that, you know, gets fairly reviewed. That's all we want. But, you know, Sega... Sega's, Sega, incapable, Sega's incapable of doing that. At this point, I'm just like, pretty well, God, someone buy the Sonic rights, seriously, off from Sega. They're doing more damage than help at this point. Again, I've been a long time support of Sega, and I think I always will be. It's a guilt. <laughs> no, I know, seriously, I am. I seriously am one of those people. I'm like, <sighs> been with you guys since the 90s, since the Gold Star Wars. I can't let this go now. You're just sitting there holding your Dreamcast, going, "Yeah, I remember when you used to make." Video game consoles. <laughs> it's actually actually ironic when I'm sitting at the moment. I can actually see the Dreamcast right in front of me, staring at me. <laughs> it's watching me. It's watching me. Um, but I, I mean, I, I mean, I think the creator character. I think it's just going to be a gimmick. I think there's, from what I saw in the trailer, there's going to be no change of gameplay. Honestly. It's just going like, to be like, create your own character for bonus levels, and it's just, ugh. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know how, how that's going to work either. It's like, like I said, it's going to just be for bonus levels. It's just going to be you create a character, you beat the level as either Sonic Classic Sonic, and then you can go back with your create your custom character and play for the level. It wasn't that clear. Uh, they basically joined the Resistance. That does make sense now why they, why they had the whole stupid things that joined the Resistance and everything like that. It just it, it tells you nothing about the actual fucking gameplay mechanics. <laughs> it's just hey, you can create your own character, okay? Anything else? You can create your own character. <laughs> Yay! It, it does. It still make me sad that I just clicked on the Archie comic website and it's, there's nothing Sonic related on the homepage at all. <laughs> It's dead. It is yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, go back there. Go back on that page a year ago. Oh boy, you see quite a bit of Sonic on the front front of the homepage of the Sonic of the Archie comic thing. But that's that that's digressing, going on to a different topic. But I just I just feel that Sonic Forces feel like a very committee game. It feels like it's, they're going to play it safe. Is it going to be bad? Personally, I think it's going to be on the same level as Sonic Lost Worlds. At this point, pretty mediocre to be quite honest. Yeah, I think it's going to be mediocre, and I just got a very, very bad feeling they're going to rush the game. That's my main. Sega rushing a Sonic game? No. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because apparently it's going to be coming out this year. I I smell a Christmas release down the corner. Yeah. Very, very, very badly. And again, we still, well, I mean, we still haven't got got a new release date for Sonic Mania. That's been pushed back. 
We don't know. That that's never a good sign. That is never a good sign when someone pushes a game back and it, and and you don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna come out. You know why 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 I'm very worried about that because I pre-ordered the game with them. I'm I'm getting the statue. Oh, why'd you do that? Because I'm I I like hurting myself and also I'm a, I'm a Sonic hardcore fan. That's why. And I hate myself. Don't ne- Tom never pre-order. <laughs> never pre-order. <laughs> Never it's pre-order. The, to be fair, that's the only game I've ever pre-ordered. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm not a pre-ordering type of person, but Jesus Christ, you, you know. Oh. I know it's tempting, but come on, dude. I know, but it's like, but I want to play it. <laughs> I really badly want to play the game. But oh my god, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be something when it does come out. Um, like I said, no one knows when it is going to come out. Um, at the moment, there's no. Uh, it still makes me laugh that we're getting Sonic Mania this year. We're still getting. Give an idea. Sonic Mania was meant to be out by now. Really? Seriously? Yeah, it was supposed to be out this spring. Well, that ain't happening. I guarantee, because a lot of people keep saying that, oh, yeah, it's going to come out. Uh, I know what is it? I think Amazon put up on their website saying, yeah, it's not going to come out until September. And then and they're then, like, then, oh, okay, no. And, and then Sega says, mm. And then it got pushed back and then, got pushed, and then it got pushed back and pushed back. And yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, that's what I, mean. I don't think it's going to come out on time. I don't think that it is going to come out. Because they keep saying, oh yeah, it's going to be out for this summer, it's going to be out for this summer. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be out for this summer. If it, if it does come out, I'm just going to say this right now, it's not going to come out until the end of the summer. To give you an idea, I guarantee Crash Bandicoot Insanity Trilogy will be out before Sonic Mania. I mean, that is a set release date of June 30th, so... Yeah, that's going to be out. And that Sonic Mania game was announced before the Crash game, and it was meant to come out before the Crash game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's a 2D game, which shouldn't take that much that much space. So. Again, like, like I said, Chris Whitehead, I'm just going to say this about him. He is infamously famous for knowing the pushing back his projects. Why I, I adore the guy and what he's done for the industry and what he's done for the Sonic franchise over the year. He is known for pushing it back constantly. He's known for it. <laughs> but again, he, he's actually a nice dude. If you actually listen to his interviews and actually seen him in person, he's actually a really nice guy. But that's side the point. He's doing the right stuff. That's what I mean. I think he's doing the right stuff for pushing the game back to make sure it's best as possible. But at the same time, I just got a horrible, horrible feeling Sonic Forces is going to come out before Sonic Mania. And if that does happen, and Sonic Forces is not good, it's going to hurt the sales for Sonic Mania. And if the hurt the sales for Sonic Mania happen, Sega are going to blame Chris Whitehead. They're not going to blame Sonic Forces. To give you an idea, um, I have a mate of mine who runs the Sonic, Summer Sonic thing, right? 
I remember when he first got in contact with Sega, representative of Sega, right? They asked him, did people like the Shadow the Hedgehog game? I shit you not. That was an actual question. They asked him, does the fan community like the Shadow the Hedgehog game? Which he said, hmm. Not really. It's it's a mixed reception, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing. It's like I, I seriously think at Sega they got they they got an ostrich syndrome. They like putting the head in the sand. They're they're in their own little bubble. They don't see what's going on the outside. I'm pretty sure that I mean because because that is that is the most out of touch question you can ask someone as as a representative of a, com- of a company. Yeah. Do people like our products? Well, do you pay attention to the to the feedback? Because if you do, you'll know. But if you don't, then you shouldn't be asking me that stupid question. Yeah. That is, uh... Do, do people like Shadow the Hedgehog? Well, no, actually. I mean, it depends on who you ask, to be quite honest. I mean, some people do, some people don't. I mean, you'd know this if you actually paid attention to what your fans are saying, but... But you don't, so I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Sega. Sega's 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 is is in the is in a whole other world right now, and and I I, mean, I mm-hmm. would be and I would be worried if you're looking forward to Sonic Mania. I would be worried because you know. The game better be fucking good. I pre-ordered it. And I never pre-ordered. <laughs> I never pre-ordered games. And it, 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 my friends know that. So it's like they always ask me, "Oh, you got to play Destiny? Oh, you got to play Horizon? Oh, you got to play this new Assassin's Creed game?" I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's my was. Yeah, I uh, again look, give you an idea. I've only just played Shovel Knight um, this year. Oh, Shovel Knight's great. Yeah, I know, but it give you an idea, again, the only two games I've brought this year has been Shovel Knights and Luke Laylee, and that's it. I'm shocked. Have you actually played Freedom Planet, though? No. Okay. <laughs> so you can give me an idea. Because that's similar to a Sonic game, and I thought you would have played it. Oh, Freedom Planet. Yeah, 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 I played that. I got it on Steam. I love it. Because that came out on PlayStation recently. Oh, well, I've read it. Okay, I, I, I got the copy on Steam. I bought okay. it when it first came okay. out on Steam. Okay, cool. Because I was wondering, oh, you didn't play it? That's weird. <laughs> that was weird. Well, no, I played it. I played that one. No, no, no I'm thinking about it. Mm. Okay, okay, cool. But no, I mean, just, uh, just, just be wary when you ever pre order something, dude. Please, just. Just be aware. Yeah. I will. <laughs> and with that said, we talked too much. I'm getting tired. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Do you have anything to say before we sign off? <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.